Hello, sexy nerds of the Nerd Imperium. Welcome to this week's episode of the Currently Nerdy Podcast. We are your inner conclave of nerdum. My name is Diz, and I'm your pop culture and sports nerd. Ali? I am Ali, your classic nerd. Diz, how you been doing? You know, I can't complain. Surviving? Just, uh, surviving. Are you, are you uh, going like physically into work? Yeah. Uh, you guys are on, online? No, they opened up everything fully. So like now we're open seven days a week. We're open six days a week with limited hours. <laughs> Now we're open more hours than we were before. So Why? I don't know. They just made everyone like, so our store used to be open from 11 to 8. Now it's 10 to 8. But it's, but it's it not used holiday to be, hours. It used to do that for holidays and shit. No, before it used to be 10 to 9 at like other stores. We, and they, they oh, now they're closing. Oh, I get it. I get it. So they're slowly expanding the hours. Gotcha. Yeah, you, yeah, you're yeah. not working more than usual. You're just working more than the COVID schedule. Well, no. Our old store... Like before COVID, we were eleven to eight Monday through Saturday, and then eleven to seven on Sundays. Yeah. Um. Now we're ten to eight Monday through Saturday, and then eleven to six on Sundays. Okay, that's just funky. Yeah, it's Is weird. Any explanation for that? No, they're just keeping everything like uniform, I guess. I guess. Yeah, I don't know. It used to I, be the hours were run by whatever place you were in, right? Like, so they had mall hours or whatever. Yeah. Right? Well, like, some of the stores, like, one, only we only had one store that was open till 9 yeah. um, recently, but I think they're keeping their store only open till 8 I, now, too. I, I feel like, to a certain extent, like, I'm being ga- gaslit. What do you mean? <laughs> I feel like I'm the only one who's taking this thing seriously at all. I've been watching these like various states, and they're like, "Oh, we're now in stage five, opening up." And I'm looking at their numbers. I'm like, "Holy shit!" They're, they're, yeah, right. The rate um... is still going up. They're... I'm watching like friends and family, like they're all partying and whatnot. And I'm sitting there going, "Yeah, am I the only one? Am I, I think the so. only Dorcasaurus who's like, who doesn't want to die?" <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't die, but still, yeah. who no, no, I know he gets sick. I know, I know, I know what you mean. It's um, it's There's been a weird. weird feeling, right? There's like a disconnect. Yeah, it kind of feels like things are like back to normal almost, like minus like wearing masks everywhere. Everything is almost back to normal. Well, I think people just sort of, Americans fascinatingly just sort of decided that it wasn't a thing anymore. Well, that's because the fucking government kind of told us it wasn't a thing anymore when they, they just stopped taking like, it oh, serious. I mean, we just passed 200,000 deaths, right? Yeah. Oh, they don't Someone pointed out that this is like the equivalent of like, 50,000 Benghazi's or some shit like that, right? It's like more than that, bro. We're, we're looking like at five huge, people died in Benghazi. Huge numbers that we're looking at. And yet, for, for some reason, Americans just decided, like, I, I, I teach at a university, right? I'm a professor. Yeah. And one of the things that, that I'm, I've, I find quite striking is how little my students really worried <coughs> about this. To be clear, my students are great, right? All students, mm-hmm. like, I'm, I love that that generation. It's great. I, have, I don't play the game, the millennial versus Gen Z thing. I think it's stupid. Um, I think that it's a great generation, but there's something about that age because we were that dumb too at that age, right? From like mm-hmm. about 16 to about 25. That's not a millennial. That's not a Gen Z. That's not a Gen X thing. That's just a that age thing. From about 16 to 25, you're a moron. Yeah, it's true. Like, you know, like think about it. Think about the things you believed and did during that age. And now look where you are now in your 40s. Oh. 
I'm not um, 40s, back. motherfucker. We're in our 30s. <laughs> looking back, <laughs> what the fuck? Did we just? I know, like this year seems like a decade, but I it wasn't a decade. I added yeah. a decade to you. God um, damn, bro. Think, think back though, like seriously, like 10 years ago. No, no, I know for sure. Like, right? the, yeah, the things that we thought were cool, the things that we wore, like you thought you think did, that you yeah. know everything at that age. Yeah, and you like legit. Like, oh shit, I didn't know shit. Bro, I'd fucking if I saw sixteen if I if I had to deal with sixteen year old me now, I'd beat his ass. He'd probably yeah. kick my ass. I mean, you were he, annoying in sixteen, yeah. to be honest. I wasn't that bad at sixteen. I mean, when I was younger, I was bad. Thirteen to, to thirteen. No, to you're pretty obnoxious 15. at sixteen. Maybe I you was were in that Jersey Shore era before Jersey Shore was a thing. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. That was just an East Coast thing, bro. Yeah. Swag. Um, but it Saucy. was. But there's something about that age, and that's the age I teach. Right, it's an eighteen Ooh. to twenty year old to twenty one year old. They just, I don't think they take it too seriously. So, like, I was just watching a video uh, the other day, and I forgot which campus this was. It wasn't even in, in, in my campus. It was some other school where they gave out um, uh, noodles, mm-hmm. long, uh, pool noodles to help yeah. people for, with social distancing. Like, yeah. okay, this is going to be the distance. We're going to a pool noodle. But they just ended up having a pool noodle fight. Which in, makes sense. In, pa- in, like, packed corridors. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> the fuck do you expect to happen? You give a bunch of fucking nineteen-year-old right. school noodles. This is my thing: is like, I don't blame the the kids for not following the rules. They're kids. We yeah. expect them not to follow the rules. My problem is that it seems like society has just assumed that this isn't a thing anymore. And I'm sitting there going, I know people who've died. Right? Yeah, yeah. we both have. We've known people who've died from this. We know yeah. people who've gotten really sick from this. Mm-hmm. You know, and you you sit there and you kind of go, why does it feel like? I'm the only person, and and not like me singularly, but like a handful of people are taking this seriously, and no one else. Well, like I, I went to my aunt's house yesterday, right? Because yeah. she just had like a procedure done, and I wore a mask the whole time I was in there. I was yeah. like, look, you know, like you just had a procedure done. But I know Your our family doesn't here. take it too seriously either. No, they don't. Like they don't. But at the same time, like I tried to be a little yeah. bit more cautious with her. Afghans you know, just in general be- don't take it seriously. Yeah, Omar's ass is yet. our age, and he definitely doesn't take this shit seriously. That's mean. It's true. Well, fuck him. No, right. don't be don't be mean. But that <laughs> guy definitely is a COVID truther. No, he's not. That's mean. That's mean. He's not a COVID truther, bro. He's a he's COVID a, skeptic. He's not a COVID. Skeptic. We're gonna bring Omar on to defend himself from right, the slander enough. that I've just accused him of. Poor guy. Right. You know what's weird is I'm the one over here taking his side. Fuck yeah, him. Yeah, he's a fucking COVID truther. <laughs> that's so wrong. Don't do that. He, he <laughs> believes <laughs> Barack <laughs> Obama is a Muslim. <laughs> but it is it is a sort of bizarre experience because I haven't... Like, I, I do daily stuff. Like, I go out, I walk, I throw trash away. Stuff, but I avoid... Like, for example, I need to, I need to get a license. Right? I still, and you haven't gone? And you you can't just schedule it online? You can, but you have to actually go in physically to take a photo and oh, yeah, do an eye, doing a pen- eye exam. You're doing a Pennsylvania license now, Yeah, huh? I do a Pennsylvania license. It's mm. apparently pretty easy to do. I just have to go in, do an eye exam, and it's good. And, and like oh, it's so much easier than the California ones. Yeah, you, don't have to do a, you don't have to do a fucking driver's test? No, or I don't the, have to redo a driver's test or anything like that. You don't so, have to do a written test either? Nope, no written test, nothing like Interesting. that. Interesting. Just eye yeah. exam. It's a transfer of license or some shit, like is what it's called. Yeah, but even in, in California, like I, I've yeah, told but you California has a bunch of extra, it's the same, all California licensing and not just car licensing, everything else, the law, uh, uh, psych, all that stuff, when you get licensing from California, it's like twice or worse than any other state. 
Did I ever tell you the story about how I got my license in California? No, you failed your test, didn't you? No, no, no. Okay, so check us out. All right. So um, I didn't drive, right, until I was like almost 19. Oh, shit. Um, really? I didn't know. Yeah. That. Yeah. I didn't drive back then. Um, I never knew how to drive. I didn't have a license. I didn't well, have a license. I got a got... license right at my I got my permit at 15 and license yeah. at 16. No, I, I didn't get a permit. I didn't get a license. I didn't do any of that shit, right? Damn. I never took driver's ed. I never did any of that. Um, so I had a California or a Virginia state ID, right? Yeah. That was valid until I was 21. Um, so I went to the DMV cause, uh, my aunt, um, Zide's mom was like, Hey, like you need to get your fucking license. Like you're 19. You can't have people driving you around. Yeah. Right. Like you're just too old. I was like, okay, you know, fine. So she made me a deal. Right. Or kind of. Yeah. She made me a deal. If I got my license by the end of 2008, mm. she would make me like a five course meal. Right. Mm. For me and like all my friends and stuff. Yeah. Um, if I didn't, I had to wash all the cars for their family for uh, I had to wash every car once or four times. Mm. They have like five cars in the household. Jesus so Christ. 20 car washers. Right? Yeah. <laughs> well, the, all of them have a car. I know. Right? There's five or six people in that family and they had five cars um so i went to the dmv to you know take to get my learner's permit i was 19 you get your permit you keep it for six months and then you do the driving test and then you get your license so i went in um i showed them my virginia state id right it says state id on there it doesn't say driver's license oh so they had me do the written test right which I did, which no, it was what you do for your, your permit. You do the written test. Yeah. So I did the, the permit test. And then um, they were like, okay, give it. What, what, I did the test. I passed. And they're like, okay, just take this and then your Virginia license. And then they'll take care of you. So in my mind, I'm like, okay, whatever. They just said Virginia license, but they meant Virginia ID. Like, yeah. I just go there and they're going to just double check that it's me. I go over there. They uh, punch a hole through the expiration date of the ID. And then they're like, okay, your new license will come in in like a couple of weeks, but this is your temporary license for now. Um, until they you gave you a whole one. ass license. They gave me a whole ass license. I had never driven before. So you never took your driver's test? No, I took the, the written. You've never done a driver's test? No, I never did like, no. I never took driver's ed. I never did the driver's test. I never did the behind the wheel class. None of that shit. Son of a bitch. I learned, I learned on the go. So I got my license and I thought... Like I was, I'm not gonna fucking debate them, all right? When they told me like, yeah, your license will come yeah, in no, the mail. Yeah, no, you, you take that shit. Yeah, like fuck you. Take like, that shit uh, and go. Yeah, yeah. That saves me extra money. That means I don't have to take a fucking like a a, a drive a behind the wheel class. Like, that's hundreds of dollars it Man, saved you, me. You really got like you skipped out because I did the whole shebang. Yeah, bro, I did. I, uh, I had like drivers, teachers, like yeah. three. I didn't do any of that, man. That's I, got, a, I just. You you really yeah. got like I've told you my story with my driver's tests, right? I passed it all, but like my driver's instructors were all like characters. My uh. first driving instructor was Asian dude. I did this all through the through a school. It was like mm-hmm. you remember um, El Toro Road? Mm-hmm. You know where um, uh, that nickel nickel was? Yeah, yeah, by uh, Fuddruckers. Yeah, by Fuddruckers, on the other side of Fuddruckers, right? Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. In where Omar's same, Exotic Birds is. Where Omar's Exotic Birds Across from Omar's Exotic Birds and the other side of the center where Nickel yeah. Nickel is, and now it's like an Indian store. 
was yeah, where they Nataraj. were driving with the with the yeah Natraj. Where's the uh, was the driver's place? So hmm. I went in there. You first you do like seven several Saturdays, like four mm-hmm. Saturdays in a row or some shit like that. Um, and then you get like a the uh, the chance to actually get behind the wheel. And the behind the wheel instructors. My first one was an Asian dude mm-hmm. that would not stop talking about his uh, friend's sex life. What the fuck? To yeah. you guys? To to me. So oh. first of all, there's no one else in the car. It's just me. Oh, and it's him. just you. Just See, me and Vir- him. In Virginia, when you do the behind the wheel, it's one instructor and like there's three kids that are learning no, at the same no, time. No, no, no. It was just me and the other and the dude, which is yeah. awkward enough, right? Because I'm not, I'm I'm not a particularly social person by yeah, nature. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So it's I'm sitting there trying to have to come up with like conversation ideas because if I don't, this fucker will not stop talking about how his friend bought a sex swing and. They've Why is he telling a, this to a 16-year-old, man? To a 16-year-old, 15-year-old. I wasn't 16 oh, yet. Sorry, yeah. I was, I was getting my permits. I was 15. Oh, over here fucking telling the literal child about yeah, sex swings Yeah, he's talking about shit. a sex swing and a, some type of horse thingy with dildos. And I was just like, Jesus Christ, what dude. What the fuck? It's like old-ass Asian man, too, like in his 40s. And then my other driving instructor was a very young guy, uh, like in his 20s, maybe 30s at the most. Kind of a, not a hipster, but like... But like a bro. A grunge, more grunge, we'll say. Oh, okay. Very like grunge, kid. very like, yeah, dude. Which And he was so high, he had no idea what he was doing. We got know. lost. We ended up down in a cul-de-sac at one point. What the fuck? And he was just, he was so high. But he was cool, you know, he just kind of passed me and whatnot. I was like, it's not a big deal. But then my third one was like Republican. Uh. Who was like in his, it was mid, middle-aged. Mm-hmm. super efficient like he had me go on the freeway he he taught me all this but the entire time i had to, to hear him complain about congress <laughs> and how congress was crap and we needed to we need to stop having congress meet all the time and we need a stronger president and this is when george bush was president this was when george bush was pre- well yeah george bush was president when i was 15 and i'm sitting there going good god man fuck the fuck up <laughs> So I've had the worst Bush first term too, bro. I know. You just get, wait. Was this his first term? <laughs> yeah, when you were fifteen, because Bush got elected in two thousand. You were fifteen. Was what two thousand three? I don't remember. Don't ask me these dates. I couldn't tell you. But he was. I know George Bush was president. All I know is, good lord, I, you managed to skip all of that. <laughs> yeah, bro. So straight. The, into so it. my my friend's driving instructors in Virginia was this like old like Middle Eastern guy, and there's three of them in the car, right? So you have the three students and then the, the driver yeah. so they're sitting there they're driving some girl is driving and uh my buddy joey and my buddy paul oh, were were in the names. back seat yeah yeah these are my white friends um and they're sitting there like talking about how like like, I, like paul's saying something to joey because he tell he tells the story and it's like hilarious so paul's like joey man i really need a cigarette right and um the the driver hears this right not the driver yeah. the the driving instructor hears this and he tells the, the girl that's driving, he's like, ma'am, pull over immediately. These boys need nicotine. <laughs> he's an Indian so they, guy? Yeah. Oh, so they pull the car over in some neighborhood and he stepped out the car and the kid stepped out the car and he's sitting there taking a cigarette break with these fucking 15 year olds. <laughs> that's a very like, very immigrant experience though, yeah. right? Like, Stop the car. The Middle Eastern Jeez. Indian. 
Yeah. You know, any anyone from Latin America is like, yeah, cigarettes, totally. We'll we'll smoke with it. Yeah, these boys 15, need nicotine. Year old. Yeah, totally. <laughs> it was That's normal, a legit. Man. <laughs> People start smoking. My, I think my dad started smoking when was like when he was thirteen or some shit like that. Yeah, I started smoking cigarettes when I was like thirteen too. Yeah, my yeah. dad's supposed. To, it's a horrible. Don't do it, right? Yeah, no. no so no, one good thing about this generation is that they're, they're not oh, cigarette people, but good yeah, lord, the jewel for them is just out of control. Oh yeah, they uh, they vape more than I do, man. It's interesting that uh. It like skipped a generation. So millennials were the generation where cigarettes fell out of fashion, right? Um, and people still smoked, but by the time they were twenty, they really most smoking was like killed, right? Yeah, it was not part of our counterculture. It wasn't part of our scene. It, none of that. It kind of it got erased. But then the nicotine companies managed to really invest and re you know re up via e cigs and, and and vape and whatnot. And now you mm-hmm. see. These kids and the, the, the level of vaping that's going on, you're like, Jesus, it's like, it's like generation, it's a baby boomers and generation X all over again, right? Dude, yeah, these guys, they vape hard, man. They vape out of control. Dude, all right, weird. with that, we, like, now that we've, we've gotten the catching up out of the way, yeah. a weird tangent into our driving experiences. Yeah, and man. it was just because I said I hadn't gotten my license yet here in, a, uh, in Pennsylvania. I should really I mean, do we're, so. we're a podcast of tangents. We are. We really are. <laughs> I'll let you know. I'll let the podcast know when I finally get my license. I'm probably going to put it off until like early October. I need to get it because I got to register to vote, right? So. Oh, shit. You're not registered yet? Not yet. No. And uh, October 15th, I think, is the deadline or some shit like that. Fuck, bro. Yeah. yeah but, no, and, you, I, I've been registered. I guess I don't need to because I still I haven't yeah, moved. Yeah, well, I was in. I had just yeah. moved out. So, you know. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I haven't moved. Whereas if I was in California, I'd be registered to vote. Anyway, sure, sure, sure. so yeah. speaking of registering to vote, there's a massive uh, event that happened, the passing of RBJ, of, of Ruth Bader Ginsburg, mm. um, which was really kind of, to a certain extent, many of us sort of expected it coming, but we didn't expect yeah. it to happen right before the election. Bro, I was hoping she'd hold out till 2021. She's had cancer for like decades. Uh, we also just found out that she officiated a wedding right before. So like, uh, you know, no one wore a mask at that. Oh, great. So no one knows what happened, but she passed today uh, as we're speaking today on Wednesday, um, uh, September 23rd. They held... Uh, a private ceremony in the Supreme Court where she was, um, she's laying in state. Uh, so this has been a, a kind of huge political upheaval that we're all kind of living through right now. And now the election, which was already going to be fraught and tense, has gotten even more so because we are now facing the very real experience of having a third Supreme Court seat filled by Donald Trump. Yeah, um, whether, whatever happens in November, it's very likely that this seat will be filled in the next few weeks. Bro, the, her debt, like I had the um, the like the five stages of grief, like all in like a yeah. period of like a day. Yeah, uh, yeah. Well, the first one is denial. I was like, no, this can't be real, right? Yeah. You know, I like I saw that I got the CNN alert. I'm like, no. no. What's the second one? Bargaining? No. Bargaining. Denial. Bar- anger. Bargaining. Oh, yeah. Anger. I went to anger because I was like. I was pissed off, like, fuck, man. You know, like, I don't trust the goddamn Republicans. You know, they're going to fucking fill the seat. They're yeah. going to be hypocrites. And then I went to, what is the, the third one is bargaining. Yep. I was like, all right, well, all right, maybe they're going to try to fill the They're going to try to fill the seat, but Congress maybe will try to, like, you know, stop it. What's fourth is not acceptance, but acceptance fourth, is fifth. Fourth is, I don't know whatever i went to bargaining and then now i'm back to fucking anger again <laughs> and 
like you haven't I'm, gotten to acceptance yet. No, I haven't gotten to acceptance yet. Here's the thing, right? I'm angry. I'm angry because of like I don't trust the fucking the right. Okay, they're a bunch of fucking hypocrites. Lindsey Graham's punk ass. What's well, of his... course they're gonna. They've already very clearly. I've even met Romney. Who? Yeah, that's the one that pisses me off, man. Who's an outlier said that he was gonna vote for the nominee. Cory Gardner said he was gonna vote for the nominee. Collins and Murkowski said they weren't. Collins and Murkowski. They're a little bit. They're a little different. The reality is this, and I've said this before. Uh, Republicans have voting discipline. They could, they'll argue, they'll disagree, but when it comes down to actually voting, Republicans have very strong voting discipline, and not just their representatives, but in terms of, of the voters themselves. Mm-hmm. Republicans are one or two issue voters. Most yeah. Americans are. But they tend to be very consistent in that. So mm-hmm. this is the thing that, that one of the reasons why Donald Trump won is that Republicans may not like Donald Trump, right? Yeah. Even though his base is obsessed with him. But the average Republican may not like him. But the average Republican will vote for him. Because at the end of the day, they care about two things. Taxing and abortion. Yeah. Right? That's what it is. Yeah. And if he gives tax breaks, and if he's going to nominate judges that'll attack Roe v. Wade, that's it. That's all that matters. Nothing else matters. Which is one of the reasons why a lot of the, the, I think the Clinton playbook was such a failure, was because they focused so much on the sort of aesthetic of it oh he's a racist he is right we know he's a racist oh he's a uh, he's uncouth and look at him tweet it's like yeah the average american doesn't give two shits about that that's true everybody said that hillary clinton was more presidential that's but she still lost yeah. the same thing people think that biden is more presidential than yes. trump yeah. but people aren't going to vote for that they care about their just their their you know their issues whether it's abortion or taxes or whatnot the Democrats haven't figured that out. That's what rallies Stupid. the right. All they have, all Trump has to say is that I'm going to get rid of Roe v. Wade and I'm mm-hmm. going to lower taxes, and he's consolidated Republicans. Most Republicans will vote for him, but listen, whether they like him or not. But I'm not just mad at the Republican Party, right? Yeah. I'm uh, fucking ninety five percent of the time I'm mad at the Republican Party. That's a normal state for me, you know, like how <laughs> when like they ask the Hulk, like, "What's your secret?" I'm always yeah. angry. I'm always yeah. fucking angry at the Republicans. Yeah. Right, that's normal. I'm pissed off at Ruth Bader Ginsburg. Why are you pissed off at her? I'm not pissed off at her for dying. Okay, the poor woman did die. Yeah. Like, I'm not mad at her for dying. She didn't choose to die. Oh, I'm mad, mad at her, her for retire not retiring Obama? when Obama was president. Okay. So this is this is a mixed one. I have mixed feelings about this. On one hand, I totally understand it. Right, she had a chance when the Democrats had the Senate and the presidency to retire. Right, and they asked her that, to. That would have been the strategic decision to do so, but she really thought that the next president was going to be a woman, and was hoping to be replaced by uh, a woman president. So that was one of her reasoning. Two, the reality is that no one can see that f- the future. Right? Yeah. No one can see what's coming in a few years. No one could have expected what was going to happen. She was also wanted to be part of the major decisions. Right? The legalizing of gay marriage, these, the Affordable Care Act, that was all her. She was part of those decisions, right? Had she retired, she wouldn't have been part of those. So I'm mixed on this. I understand the argument for it, but I also recognize that, like, you know, it was her personal decision. No one can force her to do it. She's but, not technically a Democrat. She's, she may be part of the liberal wing of the court, but she's, you know, at the end of the day, she's nonpartisan. Yeah, right? supposedly they're all supposedly nonpartisan. Supposedly they're nonpartisan. Yeah. But the, the big issue here, I think, is... Um, 
the Democrats are are in a very uncomfortable position. On one hand, they can use this to rally Democrat voters, right? But they could have used that in 2016 when Hope. Scalia's seat was up. But here's the thing. They didn't, right? The Democrats don't, don't take the Supreme Court as seriously, in my opinion. They don't. No, that's, that's not a major voting thing for them. I honestly think that had Scalia's seat not been up for grabs in 2016, that Hillary Clinton would have won the presidency. It's possible. But the reality is that Democrats just don't take it seriously. I think we've, been, we've accepted that things like abortion rights and whatnot are just a norm, and we don't realize that it's an ongoing struggle for those things. Right? Mm-hmm. The other component of this is that Democrats don't run the same way that Republicans have in recent years. They don't run on issues. They run on aesthetics. They're very big on the sort of the image of representational politics, right? They're very big on the image of like stronger together and we're a better living up to our values. And you can see this with, with, with Clinton's argument against Trump. That was her entire thing. This isn't who we are as a people. Right, that was her reaching out to Republicans. It's a stupid <laughs> okay. move, right? It's like for every one Republican that you you get to you know vote for you, you're losing the progressive wing, and Biden is doing the same thing. Now maybe this time it'll work because at least people now know who Trump is. He's now a known factor more so than he was before, mm-hmm. right? And he's done enough damage to himself. If Biden wins, it will be in spite of himself. Yeah, true, 100%. Biden will win in spite of himself, meaning that Trump fucked up so badly that Biden will win. Not because Biden is running a good campaign. He's not. Biden could win this tomorrow, tomorrow, if he picked one progressive policy, just one. If he tomorrow came out and said, universal health care for everybody, he'd sweep the fucking election. Yeah. If he came out tomorrow and said, tuition-free colleges and we're uh, eliminating debt, he would win the election tomorrow. Tomorrow. Mm-hmm. I'm not joking about this. This is how serious I am. If he picked one progressive policy, universal basic income, mm-hmm. he would win the election tomorrow. But he hasn't. And in fact, he plays it very carefully. He tries to keep doing the whole values thing. He keeps appealing to moderate Republicans. And even in terms of the Supreme Court, he doesn't come out swinging. So he comes out and goes, all right, it shouldn't be filled. But then people ask him, okay, if, if they fill it, will you pack the courts? That answer should be yes. That answer should be yes because it'll mobilize the at very least regular Democratic voters who may not be interested in the Supreme Court. But if you argue, hey, we're going to expand the courts and we're going to expand democracy, that's a pretty strong message. Mm-hmm. He said, no, he's not going to do that. Yeah, it's he, and then he, you have Democrats he, like Feinstein who are like, no, we're not going to do that. And you say, oh, gonna, how about you nuke the fucking um, filibuster? No, we're not going to do that. This is the thing. Is Democrats aren't actually interested in winning. No. Democrats only care as long as the fucking money comes in, as long as they keep getting fundraising and they put up a good fight. They're committed to, at the end of the day, the two-party system. As long as the two parties remain, they're okay with being the opposition party. Doesn't matter. They're fucking lukewarm, bro. They're very lukewarm at it. They're okay with being the opposition party. The Democrats aren't committed to really making these fundamental radical changes that the country desperately is calling out for. They're committed to saying, you know what? We'll keep things the same. It's not that big a deal. We'll survive it. Because at the end of the day, it doesn't impact them. But the rest of us are getting screwed over. So now we have to deal with the fact that, okay, Trump is likely going to replace Ruth Bader Ginsburg. He's probably going to select a pretty right-wing justice. 
And this justice is now, we're now going to, there's already a Supreme Court, this is already a conservative Supreme Court, Mm -hmm. right? But now you're going to have a supermajority of conservatism on that court. And that means Roe v. Wade is up for grabs. It genuinely is. It can be challenged. It can be challenged. Roberts may be a little squishy, but now this new justice won't be. And that's the reality that we're heading into. And Democrats just aren't willing to put up that fight. They're not willing to say, hey, we're going to fight tooth and nail to ensure that Roe v. Wade is protected. Because, at the, again, at the end of the day, it doesn't matter to the average, you know, Democratic representative or politician. The rest of us totally get screwed. Yeah, they, they just don't care. And that's what we're dealing with right now. And then the other component of this is RBJ's legacy, right, that you, you pointed out to a bit is, like, she didn't retire before. On one hand, part of this kind of weird aesthetics of the left that we see amongst Democrats is that RBJ becomes a, f- a figure. She becomes a sort of heroic figure. Now, to be clear, she's groundbreaking. There's no doubt about that, right? Second woman Supreme Court justice, first Jewish woman, critical decisions, right? She's, she's been a part of it for, for years now, right? Since 1990, whatever it was, 93 or whatever. Um, she's been a Supreme Court justice since then and part of American history. There's no doubt about that. But let's also not forget that when it came to indigenous rights, she was crap. She mm-hmm. used the doctrine of discovery, which is an old colonial doctrine, to justify taking over indigenous lands. Yeah, right? building pipelines and shit. Building pipelines and stuff. So she's not a perfect candidate. But you either get trapped in democratic politics in these weird hero worship things where every fucking politician becomes your personality trait. You're built t-shirts and she becomes the notorious RBJ and yeah. RBG and, and, and then, like, uh, you know, you have fucking... <laughs> you know slogans and people are wearing her her collar and they're not doing it just with her they did it with bernie they did it with warren right people they getting did it with warren tattoos what the fuck is that all about you're getting tattoos of the politician fucking reassess your life yeah they did it with obama right and the problem is that you sit there and you go okay great i don't want to take away from your hero worship but people want health care yeah people, people are, are we're in a pandemic where tens of mil, 10 million millions of people tens of millions of people have lost their jobs and don't know where their next paycheck is coming from millions of more people are about to go homeless because we're facing a massive rent uh crisis right mm-hmm. and mortgage crisis and we're out here playing fucking you know yeah riding with biden shit yeah hold on real quick um did you see that there's a new app that you could sign up for in the gig economy to help evict people from their houses? Oh, I heard about this. Yes, the Uber of, of evictions. Yeah, no, well, the government's not doing their this. job. Yeah. Oh my God, yeah. My mind was absolutely like, Are you fucking kidding I don't know me? who invented but whoever did needs to get their ass beat. Like, are you fucking kidding me? Like, yeah. look, I, I get it. I get it. Sometimes, sometimes, very few cases where renters are a problem, right? When they, you know, like where they'll they'll take advantage of the system and shit. But these property owners, they're not the greatest of people, you know, like that are. No, that are it's an exploitative system. It right? is. A hundred percent is, right? And here you are, you're here you are evicting people in the middle of a pandemic, evicting people in the worst heat. I remember I was watching the Texas one, the one in Houston, right? There's mm-hmm. a video, uh, I think CNN did it, 
where the police officer, his job is just to go around and evicting people, right? And even the guy, the, the guy who was hired to move people's stuff, the mover, was mm-hmm. crying, like actually crying. And one of the women he was evicting was like an 80-year-old black woman. And he felt so bad. The sheriff, he's like, all right, I'm going to give her a reprieve for a day. So he called it up. But I'm sitting there going, look at your job. Your job is to go around evicting people. You think you did something nice because you gave her a reprieve for a day. Right. Because that day happened to be hot. That 80-year-old woman is going to be homeless the next day. Yeah. It's right? just like. That's what we're dealing with. And this is the thing. is like the reality on the ground is so fucking radically different from the way our politics is playing out. People are like, oh, it's a threat to democracy and whatnot, and our democracy's on the line. I'm like, listen, that's not that as horrible as that may sound. Your actual crisis is the fact that millions of people don't have health care in the middle of a pandemic. Millions of people are about to lose their homes. Millions of people are jobless. Those things don't get fixed tomorrow unless you start have poli- you have politicians who step up and go, we need to address this. If Biden gets elected in spite of himself. Because Trump, you know, melts down and Biden somehow managed to eke out a victory on February 1st. This is still a problem. Oh, yeah. hundred percent. And right now he hasn't said how he's going to address this. He hasn't. He hasn't said anything really, man. I don't give a shit about this whole like, oh, our shared values and this is what it means to be American. None of that is going to put bread on the table. Yeah, you know how much shit that we give to, like, Trump supporters who, like, have this cult of Trumpism? Right. I feel like on the left, we do the same shit. I don't think... The difference is this. I think the cult of Trumpism is that it's entirely uncritical, right? Yeah. It's that who they select... You can't even criticize. It's dear leader Trump, right? Mm-hmm. The problem is that that is only a symptom of a much larger problem. And that larger problem is that our politics have become predominantly an aesthetic. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, it's a way to look. It's a, a sort of a trend to adapt. It's a hashtag. What it's not is a real genuine movement, right? Mm-hmm. And so long as it's in that state where your politics is shaped by the aesthetics of it, by the looks of it, rather than by the substance of it, then you are going to have celebrity worship. You yeah. are going to have a politics that is shaped by celebrities. I'm promising you that within a few years, we're going to have an Oprah-like candidate, and it's going to be on the left. She's oh, going to be a I liberal Democrat. It. And there, she's going to run, or someone like her is going to run, and people are going to be like, yeah, we're going to vote. Hell yeah, We're going to have another, a rock, uh, Dwayne Johnson rock. Oh, listen. We're entering into a world in which clout is going to be bigger than substance. Listen, bro. You heard it here first. If Dwayne the Rock Johnson is running for president, I don't care what platform he's running See, under. You're going to vote You for best him. believe I am rock-bottoming that vote, motherfuckers. <laughs> See? There I'm going to give it the people's elbow, and I'm going to go to the polls, <laughs> and I'm going to smell... What the rock is cooking. I'm telling you, it's, we've entered into the era of politics as aesthetic. Because capitalism wants that. Right? Yeah. One of the symptoms of capitalism Fucking is this. The vice president better be Stone Cold Steve Austin. If the rock's <laughs> <laughs> Look how excited you are. I'm like, I'm like super stoked right now. We're going to have, we're going to have, and maybe they won't be a demagogue, right? On the left, they won't mm-hmm. be a demagogue because liberals are not as inclined towards demagoguery. So maybe they won't be like a Trump. They won't break all the rules. They won't violate all the kind of democratic norms. But they will run on the Simpsons, on, on, on basically on the semblance of their popularity, mm. on the semblance of their cloud. All right. And maybe they won't win, but 
you'll see them run. This is the reality of it. We're entered into the age of politics as aesthetic. So let's and, let's let's take bets here, Ali. Is okay. it going to be Oprah Winfrey? Right. I think Oprah has the 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 biggest. I think the, Oprah has the money and the yeah. connections to do it. I so, don't know. She, I think she might be too old. By the she'll time. be she'll be a five to one favorite. Right. Okay. And then we'll have Tom Hanks as ten to one. I don't think Tom Hanks is going to run second place. All right, Tom. Hanks. I don't think he'll ever run. Everyone loves Tom Hanks. All right. I know everyone loves him, but I don't think he, he who he is as a person leads to him running. You, what you need is those people that are popular but are still climbing. That want that. They I, feel like they can make a difference. That they need that ego, whereas Tom Hanks doesn't have it. Right. Okay, fine. Then The Rock is a thirteen Rock to one. Def- yeah, he's definitely running. I think at some right. point. So Oprah's five to one. The Rock is thirteen to one. Taylor Swift. I don't know what any of about- these numbers mean. I'm just assuming. Huh? I don't know what any of these numbers mean. I'm just saying these are the people that I think are good. So, run. so if you bet a hundred, so five to one means if you bet a hundred dollars, you win five hundred dollars. Right. Okay. So. It's the the odds are very low, but if they do run, because it's yeah. usually it's an underdog number. I think five the Rock will definitely run. I don't think Taylor Swift will run. Taylor Swift in about sixteen years, my friend. Nah, I don't think she'll run. When she's a, when she's a little bit older, she'll run. I don't think in so. her forties. She's she, right now. She's right she underneath the gonna, Rock. She's gonna pull a Clay Aiken or some shit. <laughs> yeah, right. Just come out of nowhere. Every, did you know? I didn't realize that Clay Aiken wasn't in NSYNC. I knew Clay Aiken wasn't in sync. What the fuck, bro? You didn't know- I didn't know this. What the hell is wrong with you? Every time I, I saw Clay Aiken trend, I thought he was in NSYNC. That's because you know what? You I probably know Justin th- Timberlake was in NSYNC. Listen, okay. You and thought J- Joey Chavez or No, that's JC Chavez. JC Chavez. Yeah. Uh, why or did Shazay. I say Joey Chavez? Because you were thinking of Joey Fatone. Cesar Chavez's less remarkable younger cousin. Chavez, it's Shazay. Shazay. Okay, my bad. JC what? Shazay. Shazay. You were thinking of Joey Fatone, the Guy Fieri lookalike. Oh, that's right. Guy Fieri's cousin. Okay. And then Joey, Joey Marbalone or whatever. Fatone. Jo- Joey Torbalone. Fatone. It's spelled like fat one. Joey fat one, but Fatone. Okay. okay. He is the fat one too, right? They yeah. Not the fat shape. Listen, the here's who you thought was Clay Aiken. You thought Lance Bass was Clay Aiken because they're both gay and they're both blonde. Wait, Lance Bass isn't gay, is he? Lance Bass is gay, bro. Wait, I thought Lance Bass was a 98 degrees. God damn it. No, man. That, that's Nick Lachey. That's Nick Lachey. Nick and Drew Lachey were in... Wait, no, no. I, Which one was the one with the blonde hair with the, like, the step haircut or the part? What? That's 98 degrees, right? That's Nick Lachey. That's Nick Lachey. There was three members of 98 Degrees. It was no, Nick, Nick Lachey. No, Nick Lachey was the one married to... Jessica Simpson. Jessica. He had spiked hair. No, he didn't. He was... He had like a little comb over type thing. But he was in 98 Degrees. Him and his brother Drew. And then there was another guy... There was a brother named Drew? Yeah, his brother Drew Lachey was in it. And then there was another guy with the goatee that no one knows. Nick and Drew were the popular ones. The other guy was just kind of a background. Listen. Okay, so Clay Aiken wasn't in any of these. Though. No, Clay Aiken was on American Idol. He lost to Ruben Stuttered. Damn, I yeah, to, I, I'm hella confused you, okay. right now. You're confusing Clay Aiken with Lance Bass. I know how you think, and I know you because they're both blonde. They're both blonde, and they're both and gay. They're both white, and they're both blonde, white, gay guys. So you thought they were the same person, okay? Lance Bass was an InSync. The fifth member of InSync was the guy with the dreads, Chris Kirkpatrick. There was a guy named Chris. Chris Kirkpatrick was part of InSync. He was the one with the dreads. 
I feel like I'm being, I feel like I'm in a, a Mandela effect here. Listen, Ali, there's nobody who, there, there's, there's nobody. No, there's no universe, Ali, where Clay Aiken is NC is what no. you're trying to say. No, Clay Aiken was on American Idol season two. Okay, okay? Clay Aiken in Earth 2 was in NSYNC. I'm telling Listen, you, Ali, some, in when, one Earth, he was when, in NSYNC. When Clay Aiken was on American Idol, NSYNC had already broken up. I could he wasn't the I could have sworn he sang bye bye bye. No, god damn it. You're thinking of 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 Justin Timberlake with his ramen hair and bye bye bye. Oh, that's right. I forgot Justin Timberlake had that weird curly hair thing. Yes. That and and Clay Aiken doesn't have curly hair either, but that's just your brain is going there. <laughs> Listen. But that's the connection I made. Yeah. Clay Aiken oh, okay. season 2 runner up. Of I've American watched, Idol. Don't say American Idol. I've never watched American Idol. Okay, do you know who won the first American Idol? You do know. You know who she is. Oh, Kelly Clarkson, yes. yes. When you said she, yeah, I gave it yes. away. Yes, and the, the second place winner was uh, Justin Guarini or whatever. No he, clue. Fun fact, he is now the, the Little Pepper guy in the Dr. Pepper commercials. What little pepper guy? You know, like the new Dr. Pepper, Dr. Pepper commercials where like, there's, a, there's like a little rock star guy singing? Ooh, no. Dr. Pepper Cherry. That's, have, that's Justin. From... I've never seen that in my life. Look I'm going to go new... look it up tonight. Yeah. All right, let's just, put it, let's just leave it there because I, clearly I'm having a, a moment. Can you name all the members of the Backstreet Boys? Definitely not. Can I know you... there was one with a goatee. Okay, can you he name three members of the Backstreet Boys? Um, Nick Lachey. Yes, that's one. No, no, uh, no. God damn it. Nick Lachey <laughs> was 98 degrees. They had the same first name. but different <laughs> I'm names. infecting you with my confusion. Um, Nick Carter. Yes, uh, I'll Nick give you Carter. Nick. I'll give you Nick. Nick Carter. That's the one with the parted blonde hair. That yes, I was thinking of. that's the one with the yeah. Nick Carter, mm-hmm. whose br- younger brother is John Carter. Nope, Aaron Carter. John Carter same, was the big sh- Disney flop. Oh my bad. Um, and then there was uh, this one definitely had a Chavez in it. No, there was no Chavez. Backstreet Boys had to have a Chavez. No one had a Chavez. You're thinking Chaze from NSYNC because JC. Nobody had Chazé. a Chavez. It no one had a Chavez. It sounds prejudicial to me. No, bro, they were a bunch of white people, man. Not a single Chavez amongst them. Not a single Chavez amongst them. Well, that's racist, is what it so is. So you named Nick Carter, but you said Nick Lachey. I'll give you the one. On. You just need to name uh, two more. Think of white names. They have very white names. No, that's one direction. I was going to say Harry Styles. That's one direction. Dude, just throw um, out a random white guy name. Uh, Kyle. Nope. Uh, Close. Chris. No, Chris was an NSYNC. Uh, Mickey. Mickey? No. Nick. You already named Nick. Damn it. Come on. Tyler. Of, no. Tyler. No. Ryan. No. Chad. No. Chad Michael Murray. I know he was a thing. What's Chad Michael Murray? Where, where did I get come up with Chad that Chad Michael from? Murray was from One Tree Hill. Okay. He's, a, he's an actor then. He's an actor. Also blonde. But he's, he's real white, though. He's blonde real. white guy married to Sophia Bush. Uh, he was married to her and he cheated on her. Oh. That piece of shit. But yes. But he's a real person. Though, he's a real right? person. He was from One Tree Hill. See, I know I'm not making up names. These are real people. Come on, think. I've think. just put them in the wrong place. What's another white white guy name? Uh, Stephen. Uh, no, man. No Stevens in the no Backstreet Stevens Boys. No Stevens in the Backstreet Boys. No Stevens in the Backstreet Boys. Come on, man. You got this. Dude, what did you tell me? I don't know. White person name. You got this. No, dude, tell me who they are. Okay. I got Nick, you said Nick Lachey. Nick Carter. Not Nick, Nick Lachey. Carter. Nick, Whatever. Nick Lachey was 98 degrees. We've gone Jesus through this. Christ, okay. This is not. It's too many of them. I okay. can't do this. Nick Carter. Brian, I forgot his last name. Kevin, Brian. I forgot his last name. 
Didn't I say Kevin? No, you said Kyle. Kyle. I said Kyle. Yes, that's I was close. close. That's the same so name. So Nick. Kyle is actually short for Kevin. Sure. Nick, Kevin, Brian, Howie, and Mandel? No. I thought that he was a comedian. No, not Howie Mandel. Howie Darrow or some shit was his name. Oh, and then there was AJ. AJ was the alcoholic one that had to go to rehab with the goatee. Why do you know so much about boy bands is the real question. I shouldn't be on trial. You should be on trial. Why do you know so much about boy bands? Listen, man, I am a child of the 90s and the early 2000s, right? Yeah, well, you clearly had too much time on your hand. I could name you the Roman emperors. That's great. I could useful information. I could I... tell you who the Khalifs were. I don't give a fuck who the fuck 98 degrees are. You didn't they grow up on MTV boy... like they I named... did. They, they named their boy band. After a temperature, 98 degrees, not even a good temperature. 97.5 is the ideal temperature. 98 is just a little too warm. They have a fever. What's the point of being 98 no, degrees? Bro, anything well, over 100.3 is a fever. Yeah, so they're, they're getting close to a fever. Yeah. The point is, it's unhealthy. But what the... It's, a, yeah. it's unhealthy, and that's why I don't bother with any other names. Listen, I refuse to apologize. I don't I'm sorry if apologize. our listeners are upset with me because I've offended one of their boy band fans. I literally couldn't care less. I'm, I, I, I don't apologize. I refuse. My brain can only handle so much. I hey. refuse to take up any more space wait, wait, wait. Hold with on. Nick one, Chavez or whatever his one, name is. One second. I want to see how good your, your memory is here. I named you two members of 98 Degrees. What are their names now? Jesus Christ. I just gave them to you. Didn't you just say one of them was called AJ? He was an that alcoholic. Was the, that was the Backstreet Boys. 98 Degrees, remember? 98 Degrees. Nick Carter. No, that Nick is the first name. Lachey, not Carter. Which one was Nick Carter then? Nick Carter is from the Backstreet Boys. Fucking Christ, Diz. That's it. That, we're ending the podcast here. I refuse to participate. <laughs> Nick and Drew right, Lachey. Everyone, I hope you enjoyed this podcast. We, I don't know why, what happened with this Jeopardy moment. <laughs> you failed. <laughs> Our sympathies go out to the RBJ family. Diz wanted to take us out. Yes, you could tell Ali your favorite member of InSync, and you could tell us your favorite member of InSync. You could tweet on... these at me, and I would never know. You could make them up, and I would never know. <laughs> but you could tell us on Facebook, Facebook.com/slash Currently Nerdy, or you could tweet them at at Currently Nerdy. Tell us your favorite InSync or Backstreet Boys member at Currently Nerdy. We're on Instagram at Currently Nerdy on there. Uh, we're on YouTube, youtube.com slash currently nerdy, Stitcher, Google Play, and the iTunes podcast app. Make sure you give us a five star rating and a review. Um, and if you want to get a hold of us individually, you can. Ali, how can I get a hold of you? You can, I should just point out that if Ask Jeeves was still a thing, I could have just asked Jeeves these questions, but you know. We've got to make do with Google nowadays. With that said, you can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at A-A-O-L-O-M-I or on our sister podcast, Head on History Diz. You can find me everywhere at Dizbulla, D-I-Z-B-U-L-L-A-H, and also on the Currently Nerdy Sports Podcast, soundcloud.com slash currently nerdy. We're trying to figure out the logistics of how we're going to record with COVID, so we might be a little behind, but mind you, we're coming, and we're going to give you all the fantasy advice that you need. For everyone here at Currently Nerdy, thank you for tuning in. And remember, stay smart, sexy nerds. All hail the Currently Nerdy Empire.